All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, and uh, down here at Chit Show, I mean Chot Show, <laughs> and uh, kind of randomly actually get to get to talk to a dude that I've been meaning to get on here remotely for a long time, my buddy Luke Randall. It's just crazy the people they let in here. <laughs> yeah, they'll let anybody in if I'm here. Yeah, but no, Luke's a dude that uh, without inflating his ego too much if you if you don't know who he is i almost guarantee you've seen his handiwork um he's the one behind the gun on the famous video that's got ripped off by a bunch of people of the brown bear on the beach getting arrowed spinning around getting up and dusted that thing at what you say like six or seven steps at 12 feet 12 feet yeah, shot him in the third vertebrae rather than the skull because I didn't want to ruin the skull for my hunter. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Luke is a unique character and a dude that you talk brown bear experience. I mean, everybody likes to play up their one encounter with a bear. I mean, probably myself to be yeah. honest, but, uh, I mean, just for perspective, like, we could probably sit here for three hours and hear, I mean, any one of Luke's, like, brown bear encounters have been, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime moment of terror for most people. Yeah, I've guided Um, for over 100 brown bears now. Yeah, and uh, I guess, and to back up, Luke, you've uh, basically, you know, until recently, lived on a Fognac Island your whole life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, tons of brown bears. And and Luke is who I met Dr. Frank Schultz through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, a lot of the, you know, so Luke was involved in a lot or most of the stories that, you know, from a fog net that um, you've heard of, uh, of Dr. Schultz. But, uh, yeah, man, so I'm super stoked to get to sit down with you. I mean, come down to SHOT Show, and what am I going to do? Just, like, chase a bunch of a bunch of famous people that I have, like, nothing in common with that don't relate, but um, I would pick a dude like you anytime, so... No, thank you. I'm glad to be on board and on the show. Yeah, so I guess I, we didn't even talk about what we're going to talk about. I guess, first of all, this show is just nuts, man. It, I'm exhausted. It's only the first day. I think by the end of it, I was talking to... Uh, it was Eric from Muley Freak, and I feel bad now because he probably is like, what What the hell's wrong with this dude? Because I'm like, probably had eyes wander in different directions and, you know, yeah. could hardly string a sentence together. It's just, I don't know, like shell shock for me. Yeah. Uh, it's nice for me at being here and being able to walk around, um, doing my own thing too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's nice. I mean, I got some work responsibilities to take care of so it just seems like you can't there you can't ever do it all here you could be here all four days the whole time and not ever like see everybody you want to see and yeah and whatnot but uh yeah it's a good time um it's kind of funny you're, you're like it's like where do you even want to start with you <laughs> uh-huh. i met luke i met luke in uh i think it was like 2011 I came down there because the first time I was down there, you were gone. Yep. And then yeah, came you guys to, booked at the last minute. And yep. I'd already left. Yep, and uh, came down and but yeah, we've had some freaking awesome times um, hunting brown bears and deer and just 
Yeah. The elusive Silver Fox. The elusive Silver Fox. Yeah, Luke will tell you I shit my pants on Silver Fox. <laughs> I, I don't know how many. That one week, what did we shoot? Like 40 foxes? Something like that, yeah. I mean, that, that one picture wasn't even all of them hanging yet. That was just one day. Yeah, and it's just the whole row of skins hanging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that trip, like, I and I even made some what I thought were pretty good shots. I don't think I missed any of them except I missed, like, five silvers. Yeah, if they're across <laughs> or red, they're dead. If they but were, the silvers are running. Yeah, I just couldn't... Uh, couldn't pull it together i it's one thing you just want it so bad i guess everybody has their has their silver fox that's it for me yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah man um i guess like background you know is i'm like thinking of where to even start because there's just so much oh man we've got a lot of so many awesome stories and experiences i guess like you know when did you you know remind me i've heard a lot of these stories but like when did you like start guiding on your own? And, um, uh, my first solo bear hunt was when I was eighteen, and um, just saying I was still with my dad, but spotted a bear, the hunter, and said, "All right, go get him," and went ashore. Yep. And um, yeah, it was the, it was actually the first bear I actually went ashore after, and we got him. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was very blessed that I had all the knowledge from my dad because the guy wounded it. Yeah. And we chased it, and it had backtracked on itself and was hiding right next to its blood trail on a thicket. And my gut feeling was not to walk past it. And I started throwing rocks in there and hit the bear, and it ran out, and then we got it. Yeah, didn't, weren't you saying you had, like, circled, like, you didn't, felt like you shouldn't go through there and you like circled around the yeah there was, of it. yeah there was snow and ice and so it was easy to see the blood and it walked between a just a sheer bluff about 100 feet and then 25 feet beside the bluff was this thicket and yeah. the bear walked right between them in the snow 50 yards down turned went into the thicket and came back up to that pinch point and then there's a gravel slide going up against the thicket and i got up on top of that started throwing rocks and i got my feet on one about the size of a small coffee table yeah and kicked it off and it went flying down in there and that's what hit the bear yeah and uh, he started roaring and he ran out and my hunter missed and it ran back into the forest, and I tracked it down in there, and that's where we wound up finishing it off. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, and without the knowledge that I had with my dad and I good gut feeling, I'm sure it would have grabbed one of us. Yeah, because there's, I mean, there's a lot of subtlety that, like, and some of that your dad probably just had to learn. Obviously, he would survived, but he had to learn the hard way, you know, and oh yeah, growing up out there, like, it's... That's such a unique place, and man, it it blows my mind. It's but the place that people, even myself, like compared to you, like I've spent no time there. Yeah, and and learn you know all the stuff you learn about that and the bears. It's just funny to me all the the misconceptions about brown bears. Oh, so many people think that 
balance, bullets will bounce off of their head if you try shooting them in the head. And funny thing is, they have a pretty thin skull. All yeah. in all, they're made like there's you know I guess if you came at the wrong angle from the front you know but still still with a high power rifle yeah if you're shooting anything that can you'd take for deer yeah and up um even a 223 i mean would do the trick yeah well your old man guided for the 243 for decades well for wouldn't it uh for about the first six eight years he did until he had a real close encounter where he wound up um, realizing he needs something bigger. Yeah. And that's not to say, I mean, that, because if I go, you know, I go, or when I was helping you guide, I had a three seventy five. like it's smart to have, overkill. especially when you're guiding to have, you know, what you would consider overkill or yeah. more than enough. Yeah. Cause you're just, you're subjecting yourself to different type of situations. Oh, for sure. And I mean, guiding, more than likely you're going to have to shoot a wounded bear running away. So yeah. you got to shoot him in the ass and still kill him. Yep. And not worry, oh man, did the bullet penetrate like it should? Yeah. And that's why I even recommend to my hunters to bring that because there's a good chance that's the shot they'll have. The mm-hmm. only shot yeah. is a butt shot. Yep. Well, that that was the last one I helped with was uh Yeah, with Jorge. Jorge, yeah, that bear running I running straight up that hill to shoot him right in the ass it's a deadly shot oh yeah you know it's as deadly as broadside if not sometimes more deadly yeah and mm. I, I just remember it's so funny because we were on that same stump that the fall before we had called those bucks down the hill and that guy shot one mm-hmm. it's the same yeah. stump in that bay but this bear we had spotted him on the next beach over and he'd worked into the timber and we knew he was coming and i think he's he the wind swirled us, yeah. and he smelled us and was running straight up this cut and i remember beforehand i'm like because i had asked you i was like can i shoot back up on this one luke oh, <laughs> and yeah he's yeah so i was like we got him set up and like, i right. gave you the warbird too or he, Jorge had the war. Oh, bird. that's right. He yeah, had the war. Cause bird. he was from he had... Mexico and you know, it just, it was easier for them to use rifles that were already there. Yeah, that's right. He had the war bird and I had my three seventy five, and he, uh, I leaned over to you. I was like, how long do you want me to wait to shoot this bear, Luke? And you're like, I don't care if he misses, this bear's dead. <laughs> and he, he hit him good. Oh, he did. Um, he, he did. Which actually wouldn't have shot if we'd seen him clearly miss, but yeah. so, sometimes you know it's yeah. just the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, if he hits it, if he it hits down. it, yeah, it's because okay. then yeah. it's a wounded bear yeah. and you got to finish it. Yeah, but that's uh, their bear. He, you know, so needless to say, there was the bear wasn't getting away. It was boom, boom. Yeah, because <laughs> I I don't know how it was a pretty quick reaction. Yeah, he shot it and it was obvious it stumbled and then when it turned left. Yeah. which it would have gone out of view of all of us yeah. within another second. Yeah. And he took the only shot available and it was a dang good shot. Yeah, he uh he didn't go any farther than that. I mean, he pretty much I just remember seeing feet up in the air. Yeah. down in the brush and that was a big bear. He was like what well, was he like 10 or Yeah, right, he was right, right about at, 10. Yeah, right about 10 and just uh like 27 and a half inch skull yeah it was a big bear and an honest not like a cut him up in front of the crotch yeah it wasn't <laughs> a hydraulic job. bear yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah. was uh that was a good time um 
Then you carried a uh, like your favorite guide and rifles at three seventy five improved, didn't it? Yeah, Ackley improved. Yeah, it's done me really well. Um, so far, I may knock on wood. I haven't had a bear get away from it. Yeah. And so it's uh, pretty much any angle. My personal bear that I shot that was ten four, I shot yeah. on the point of the right shoulder facing me, mm-hmm. and I recovered it dang near against the back left hip. Yeah. Those, because uh, I think that that AI, that Ackley improved, is a little bit hotter or is a little bit faster than the three seventy five Ruger that I shoot. Yeah. And I remember that bear of Jorge's, that bullet, I hit him just above the tail, I think, and it came out his front elbow. leg, front elbow, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty impressed with that. But uh, how many... Uh, it's funny because everyone likes to talk about, oh, I got I got charged by a bear and then and played <laughs> up the one time, which I, then yeah. again, maybe I do too. You know, I've been charged yeah. a few times. I haven't had to had to lay into one yet. It's all just been either surprise stuff and then they change their minds. How many bear charges would you estimate? How many times have you been like, I guess you say legit charge because it's only legit if they don't stop but well sort of i mean i i would disagree with that actually to yeah. be honest a legit charge is a bear that or sees you sees and comes you, at you yeah, yeah sees you and charges you and if it gets within 30 yards it's pretty feels pretty legit to yeah me. <laughs> and um i I don't know, within 30 yards or 20 yards, um, most of them, all the charges that I'd say I'd definitely consider legit were within 20 yards of me. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to say it's dozens and dozens of charges like that between yeah. ones that it was a kind of a bluff charge and mm-hmm. due to me standing my ground and um making sure the bear realized that i wasn't gonna back down yeah um would back down Uh, thankfully i've never had a bear that i wasn't hunting charge me for real had to shoot it yeah yeah. and had to shoot it i've only had a handful of those even happen where bears that i was hunting and most of those were even wounded yeah already yeah um i mean i've seen video you know uh, it was that first trip out there some of the, a lot of the old old video you guys had was just mind blow, you know bears running up over the hill at you and yelling and stuff and yeah it, that's pretty intense stuff oh yeah a lot of it is sows and cubs because we'll like we'll see a bear mm-hmm. and we'll start going in after it and as we're going in we'll run into a sow with cubs yeah and you're trying to be sneaky and and get in there quietly yeah so. and so it, it's made for some very exciting moments that are like split second trying to make a decision which bear it is because the cubs are usually quite a ways behind a sow that's running yep and uh, and i've dealt with anywhere from a sow with cubs that had just been attacked by by the boar boar, that we're going after yeah and here she comes running full steam straight at us in the forest and trying to figure out exactly which bear it is because you didn't see any other bears yeah when you're going in and all of a sudden here comes like a eight and a half foot sow running full speed at you pissed off yeah 
And um, either because she was being attacked by that boar trying to kill her cubs, mm-hmm. or back in the forest, the wind had been swirling. Yeah, and, and it kind of pushed her to you. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and it's cool, I've gotten video of several of those. Um, uh, one of the more exciting sows and cub charges was a couple years ago in the spring. And she was on a beach. Um, we're watching her and her cubs, and the cubs wandered up the beach. Well, the, our scent was just blowing across to the very top of the beach. And the cubs smelled us and ran off, and she didn't know it. And so she started getting worried and looking around and walked up the beach and started woofing and getting more excited. And pretty soon she smelled us and locked in on us and started charging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, starting off at like 150 yards. And then the people with me freaked out and yelled run oh man (laughs) and so him and his two kids took off running which she saw which then she triggered well in that point her ears went back and she kicked it into overdrive yeah and i was like oh crap this is she isn't gonna stop until i do something Mm -hmm. and so as she came over the berm of the beach at like 45 feet from me i just had my 357 pistol with yeah. me and I fired one in the air hoping that would kind of wake her up a little bit and didn't even slow her down. Yeah. So when she got to about 17 feet from me, well, at 17 feet is where my bullet went into the ground, which was between her feet almost. Yeah. And it sprayed enough mud up in her face that she turned. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but um, by then, I, my clients he was pushing his daughter up into a tree about 50 feet behind me and i was like you realize that was like the worst thing you could have just done if we all would have stayed here she probably would have especially clumped together you know oh yeah i've heard if you run from a chihuahua it'll chase you yeah yeah so it was pretty funny but that was a good exciting one i had twice really hairy situations with sows and cubs the first time was um about 15 years ago and i thought for sure i was gonna have to shoot that sow she yeah she charged twice in a row with two-year-old cubs and it got very exciting between my hunter almost shooting me and yeah that's and that's another thing in it not to like talk bad about clients but and they get overly excited sometimes. And yeah, you don't do what you that, tell it's them to a, do. It's a real factor, you know. In my even limited experience, you see, like, even even people, you know, it's just a new experience. You never really know how someone's going to react. Yeah, you know, it could be like the most level-headed. And I'm sure you've seen it over and over again. Could can be the most level-headed person. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, but you get in a situation like that, that they're, I mean, it's far from their comfort zone and, you know, it's, it's probably 50, 50, you know, some people obviously can just hold their shit together totally perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people it's just, they fall apart, you know? Yeah. And this guy, he was a sheriff actually, and he just lost it. I mean, um, it was one of the scarier moments of my life because i wasn't 
so much worried about what the bear was going to do because it was predictable. It yeah. was charging yeah. and pissed. And uh, But him almost shooting me. I mean, he missed my head by two feet Jeez. when he pulled the trigger and, and kept pointing the gun right in my back, trying to put another round in it, reloading. Man. And, uh, I, yeah, I was worried. Nothing like getting shot by a 301 mag to wake you up. Yeah, geez, it's, uh, you know, the your brain does weird things, and if you're not kind of, I mean, if you just let it go automatic mode people find themselves doing some weird like stuff that oh yeah they'd be like oh man. you know i have no idea you know you're not you get tunnel vision i would imagine is what yeah. it's probably oh, for sure and just like that's why like we put our military through the training that we do is to reenact it and make it as real as possible and so yeah sorry i'm fiddling with stuff oh, over here it's all good but uh yeah that uh or what was uh yeah i don't know well this will be totally random but there are some pretty awesome stories here i just thinking of all the different stuff like you know we're talking about clients and like the gun safety aspect remember that dude that i don't know how many times well we finally he finally you got yelled at pretty sternly you know pointing the shotgun at the boat trying to unload oh, it boy that guy it was like he flagged people several well, times yeah and the day before he went to unload that same shotgun and didn't know what he was doing and disfired or oh i wasn't it. there for that one yeah he f- shot it um on accident just trying to unload it and he was trying to unload it while pointing it straight at two people yeah i because i was on the boat like next to you and i see that i hit the deck yeah and then my friend josh was standing up there too yep so when i yelled out the door a few words to him to try and wake him up and you know not to sound like you were being harsh this was not the first time he'd been corrected yeah he was just a during that trip yeah person because he thought he was really smart being a doctor yeah if it was a physician or something sometimes man like i don't know how some people get as far as they do in life without accidentally shooting someone yeah it's like you know and not elderly but like a you know late 50s early 60s like experienced hunter mm-hmm. you know some of it may be just being out of their element you know yeah, cause I, know. I go somewhere that's not that i'm unfamiliar with and whatnot it you know it takes me a while to get my bearings yeah and but, I, uh, that's probably a big part of it is they're kind of overwhelmed and so much on their head and they completely throw the safety right out the window yeah but that's the the last thing that should ever be done you know and i think i think like you mentioned probably as it's probably more dangerous other people are a bigger risk in a bear charge situation than the bear is oh yeah and that's the last few times i've had wounded bears that i had to go after i left my hunter because i was more concerned about them possibly messing things up and shooting me or just making noise and either provoking a charge or um spooking the bear altogether and us not getting it once yeah. I tracked it down. And so, yeah, a few of my hunters weren't very excited about it. But afterwards, I think they understood that it, for them to successfully get that bear, they needed to stay on the beach or 
just wait right there. Yeah. And uh, and just, I don't know, after having enough close calls, that's what I decided was the best thing to do is eliminate as many variables as possible. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you to say to say you had a di- you guys got it dialed in as without much experience is kind of an understatement. Um let's see uh I apologize my brain is no, like three quarters scrambled one, right now. <laughs> something I would say for anybody going out bear hunting is don't ever focus on one bear i remember you the first brown bear hunt i ever went on myself you told this is what you told me continue yeah. sorry <laughs> no problem is uh, so if you you see a bear and you know okay hopefully he's gonna be about right there and you're gonna have to duck down and like cut through a different valley or yeah. through the forest or whatever always be expecting to run into another bear that could be a totally different bear yeah and having to make the decision on is that a bigger bear a smaller bear the same bear sometimes very quickly very quickly and um or going in after a wounded bear Mm -hmm. where everything makes sense that he's right here and wherever it is that you're thinking he's his blood trail is leading to yeah but like the very first bear i guided for everything showed that that's where he should be yeah, but he had doubled back, and wounded bears are really smart about doing that. They'll double back yeah. on their own trail and lay a trap for you. Yeah, and so always consider that. And that's not the only time that's happened. Why don't you? Uh, the one didn't the one with my dad bury himself. Oh, that that's funny. I just told that story earlier. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, one of my other guides. He made a great shot um, on a wounded bear as it was running away, and uh, unfortunately, the bullet, it was a shooting a forty-five seventy, so a yeah. big, heavy, slow bullet, mm-hmm. and uh, hit it right on the point of the shoulder, and it broke the shoulder, but it didn't get into the chest cavity enough Yeah, um, for a, a quick kill, mm-hmm. and so it's late at night. We started going up in, following the blood, and where there's thickets and down trees and everything else, and everything in my gut just said, no, something is so wrong. Like, hair on my back and my neck stood up and said, all right, we're pulling out. We'll come back in the morning when it's light out. So we came back in the morning and put a spread pattern out behind to intercept him if he still ran sent Nakia uh, a guide up following the blood trail and it went through a thicket right beside a old fallen tree that was like two and a half feet in diameter mm-hmm. with moss covering it and so as he's going up the valley there's the thicket right in front of him with the blood going into it and all of a sudden he looks beside him and right beside him by like 20 feet off of the blood trail was the dead bear looking right down the blood trail and he had buried he had dug up the moss and torn it loose off the ground and had covered himself in the moss for camo and i saw the pictures laying on his stomach looking he had one foot ready for extra traction and one on the ground ready to pounce 
the second something came up following that blood trail. And when we found him at about nine in the morning, rigor mortis hadn't even kicked in yet. Yeah. And that's, and that happens fast too. <laughs> yeah. And so if we continued up that night, it could have been crazy. Oh yeah. Because he would have had a lot of energy left. Uh, so yeah, it's uh yeah. Wounded bears can be very scary and very smart. Yeah. And one thing I did want to go back to is, you know, you mentioned you, um, you always can, I remember this, you always carried a three fifty. It's quite hard for me to like, Oh, act like, act like I'm asking this as if I don't know, but it's for the, yeah, for the know, show. um, you know, I mentioned you carry a three fifty seven. I'm kind of on that. Like, just give me your thoughts on like a handgun, like well, bear protection, bear protection. You can't shoot a gun proficiently at a charging bear if you don't shoot it often. Yeah. At a target. Yeah. And if you're shooting a giant, I mean, four, 400 cal to the 50 cal, you're not going to just take that thing out and shoot it for fun between how much it costs and how dang much it kicks. Yeah. And, um, as far as penetration goes, a three fifty seven has incredible penetration. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to shoot and you can shoot, you know, 38 specials, 38 specials. Um, yeah, yeah, you can shoot a 38 special in it and, um, get the light loads. Yep. If you want to, that way your kids, your wife or whatever can shoot it as well easily. And, um, you can get really a huge spectrum in bullets too, between the hollow point self-defense home defense to the like Buffalo bore hard cast. I mean, hard hitting. Yeah. And I mean, I've kind of, you know, part, you know, a lot of it probably has been influenced by you and your experience with it, but I'm the same way, man. I, I used to carry a big revolver and a, I never shot the thing. And B, it was a pain in the ass to drag around and heavy and, yeah, you know, like, okay, yeah, I might be able to get a good first shot, but yeah, like a three fifty seven or a good 10 millimeter, even a few of the nine millimeter loads mm-hmm. have enough punt, it penetrate, will penetrate a bear's skull. Oh yeah. And I mean, yeah, you, so- you've killed, you've seen so many more bears shot than me. And these big, you know, Kodiak bears, like, the only way you're going to consistently, like, stop it right now is to headshot headshot or break their back. Yeah, and to break his neck charging would be, it would, you're, there's not too many pistol rounds that are going to do that. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I mean, you might, on, on a big like Kodiak brown bear. Um, but the funny thing is it's so rare. All of these attacks that you hear about everything else, either it's a sow with cubs or it's like a three-year-old bear. Yeah. It's usually not more than like a seven foot bear. Yeah. And, um, to where a, I mean, a 357 is going to, you hit him almost anywhere. It's going to cause yeah. some major damage. I mean, it, granted, the one the one bear I shot with a three fifty seven was a as a six and a half foot black bear, um, and 
where I hit him ended up being broadside. He was wounded. I thought he was dead. We walk up there and he stands up like 10 feet away. Boom, you know, and it blew right through him. Yeah. You know, so like the penetration is good enough. And part of the way I look at it, it's all a balance. You're trying to do any, like any, like bear encounter where either you or that bear is going to be dead is a roll of the dice right. as to how it turns out. So you, like I look at it as doing what gives yourself the best chance. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, man, eight, you know, rounds on target, how yeah. quickly and comfortably in the mo- the widest variety of situations I can do that. And, you know, like a headshot's the only thing that's going to drop them now. You may change their mind if you get two, three, four rounds in, in the body. body. Oh, yeah. Um, but what, what it boils down to is no handgun has even close to the energy of what, like, we would consider an adequate like brown bear stop it right now rifle right yeah it's like a, not it's not even close even a 500 smith and wesson yeah. you know it has a bigger bullet and maybe better penetration but it doesn't have much more energy than a 3030 right you know like a 308 me you know i'd take a 308 over oh uh, you know, uh, any kind of rifle over over a handgun any yeah. day so it's just like and when people get so wrapped up in it, but you're not taking this as your primary, you know, it's like it's a in secondary. a situation where, all right, like worst case scenario, I have something. Yeah. Well, and when I'm actually hunting, I don't carry it. Yeah. All I carry is my rifle. Yep. And you're not going to have time to get it. You know, some guys will do that. Like, oh, I'll carry this for my primary and this for my, you know, it's like, yeah. Or like, I'll carry bear spray. And if that doesn't work, well, if that doesn't work, you're dead. Like, you're getting yeah, tore up. I mean, <laughs> well, you're there filming the night I tried the bear spray. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up. Oh, yeah. man. That, that, in my mind, was the proof that I needed that bear spray, they don't really care a whole lot in the moment. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, so we bear sprayed this, the kind of shit we do for fun. Yeah, and it was for fun. We had a dead whale on the beach. And it was a, it had washed into this perfect cove where you could go in undetected from another bay and hike through it, like walk a trail over. Yeah. And, and so we, we cornered a bear between yeah. a bluff, a dead whale, and the ocean. Yeah. The only way by was either swim away or run directly by me. And yeah. he chose to run directly by me. Yeah. And he did. So well, as I'm spraying him in the face. No, well, and it, it like didn't even like initially it's like, like sputtered out of there. Like, yeah, was, I was not impressed. I mean, either for people to pretty much put their whole life's jeopardy on the balance of that can working. Yeah. I mean, that was what the whole reality show that was out there was counting on working. Yeah. Well, and that's how, yeah, because we were, it was when we were doing, getting ready for that show to come out and a couple of the Nat Geo guys were out there and they had brought a bunch of bear spray and we just like got talking one night like, does this stuff really work? You know? And, was, and Luke's like, let's go find out. There's dead whale over there with about 15 bears around it. <laughs> yeah. And remember, was it, and we like snuck in right at last light and we're like, this is not a good idea, but go in there and didn't we we walked up 
behind that one. He was like sitting on the trail, looking the other way, and another bear, like two bears, came running around this way and spooked him. He came running right at us, and you didn't have the safety off, so you just like yelled at him, and he slams on the brakes like less than ten yards from you and takes off this way, and then we and then we you cornered that one over there, yeah, and I was like, you know whatever day you know, 10 yards behind you or whatever. I was just like this is n- <laughs> this is nuts but yeah yeah it, it's like well you want to figure out if bear spray works there's only one way to figure that out you got to spray a bear with it yeah exactly find out yeah I mean, and yeah he the bear I mean we watched it for the next 70 yards it never even phased it no it just kept running like nothing yeah it's uh, I like I said I think it can work, but uh, I'll take my chances with a. I like lead with a with a gun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, was it you telling me that story of uh that the guy at Max was telling you about the lady like getting ready to hose her son down with bear spray because she thought it was bear repellent. Oh like, yeah, yeah, and some of the pilots, um, have told me where they drop people off like out in the middle of nowhere like usually ladies who didn't really bear viewing trips and stuff like that. Yeah, where they wanted to be dropped off and left for a day or whatever and then come back and get them. And as they're flying off, they see the person on the ground flailing. Jeez. And turn around, go back, land, and let let the stuff finally wear off and be like get back in the plane man (laughs) change your clothes get back in the plane yeah bear bear repellent is not like self-applicated but yeah was it i don't it was basically like a coast guard lady just got moved up there and they were going to go look at some bears on like the american or something yeah and uh she went in there to the store where's your bear spray and like didn't the dude feel like something wasn't right or so she walked out there and he followed out there and she was like gonna hose her kid down with it because she thought it was like bug dope right yep yeah i that is the story for sure and yeah and just stuff like that that people they don't have the common sense or the thought to even do a little research before um, common sense is not all that common (laughs) but uh yeah, that just blows my mind. Yeah, I tried to get some more stories out of Taj because I, I had him and uh, Eric Howard on the pot. Um, oh, cool. on um, this last spring when we were in Kodiak. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, of course, being a like that's their job is to run fly people around. <laughs> they they had to be pretty careful on the stories they told. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just some of that stuff is unbelievable. You cannot make it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Now some people definitely. Uh have no business going out there yeah and it's not to say like we're judging but in hindsight it's 2020 like, yeah. this was not a good idea yeah but uh it's i guess if i had to go out and that was one the only option i was given was yeah. bear spray i'd take it just because why not yeah i mean it what it boils down to is you know it's all that stuff is the last line of defense. Like you paying attention yeah. is the number one, is, Yeah, you know. You Be know, your great. own deterrent before yeah. using something else. Yeah. I mean, you know, once or a couple times I've been charged like bear baiting, like I'm putting myself into that situation, you know. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it's my own fault and I'm very prepared for it. I'm not like carrying bear spare handgun. I'm 
you know, there's a big rifle involved and cause it's like, eh. but for the average encounter, like I, you don't have to be afraid of them. Right. You, know, you just have a lot of respect you, you for them. You pay attention, you know, like, yeah. you know, you hear this came up recently on social media maybe, but um, like guys, you know, in Kodiak, like if you're, I don't know, I feel like a lot of, some people or a lot of people like may play up like the got a deer down, got to get it, get it gutted oh. and packed out of here right away or the bears are going to be all over me. And like, and some, there's, there's the reputation, especially in some some parts of Kodiak of them like stealing deer, but I don't know. I, I being a little bit of a skeptic, I think not to say it doesn't happen or bears don't learn, but what I think may happen is, you know, may probably younger bears typically may approach someone if they smell the deer and they're like, what's up? Cause the older bears, man, they get, they get the shit hunted out of them. They're, they don't want anything to do with people. Yeah, They get smart. Um, you know, sometimes a younger bear, which is dangerous too. Yeah. Um, they they may smell that and approach a guy or whatever and like people just leave their deer yeah. I, most of the time i don't it's not a matter of like you know there's you and your buddy or you like a bear coming up and taking your deer from you yeah. at least you know that that could probably develop if yeah. you get in the habit of it well but. and that's i think a lot of it is somebody uh, say you take a cub and at one point in time that sow started following the blood trail Yep. The hunter saw the sow with cubs and was like, oh, crap, and just ditched the deer. Yeah. And maybe then she started being like, oh, cool, and she did it a few more times. Well, and now those cubs realize, wow, that that adds up. We get fed. Yep. And then when they're three years old on their own, they're like, oh, there we go. And they – yep any young bear is just a punk kid mm-hmm. so they're gonna push their luck right out of the gate I mean, yeah. that's, i've been charged by more three and four year old bears than any big bears yeah and um you, they just need to be put in their place mm-hmm. and so yeah you get that happening and then i could see a bear becoming like he he owns it before anything he just yeah goes up and pretty much demands your deer from you and and that's the people that continue giving them to them or they wind up getting attacked. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess the gist of it is I, I, you know, there's so many people show up, they're just terrified and it's just, it's not necessary. Like I, I think you, you pay attention and you oh, be yeah. aware all the time. Um, you know, that, that sow and cub we stumbled into in a den that like was almost worst case scenario. And, I was paying attention enough that it, you know, the only thing I would have done differently is just been carrying my rifle the whole time. I was a little like, ah, well, we're probably not going to bump into anything this this early. Like, they're not out and moving. But I think we, like, walked up on a den, basically. And it, it ended up working out just fine. But uh, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Don't start worrying about a situation when the situation develops. Right. If that makes yeah. sense. No, you know? it does. It's like, yeah, if you're, you know, you're out there in the dark and skinning your deer and then you hear a bear starting to crash around, then you're like, you're approaching a sketchy situation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the people that leave moose or elk or whatever big game out there overnight and then they walk up the next day figuring, oh, well, 
it'll be exactly how I left it, but I mean, bears love the night. Oh yeah, yep. That's I mean that's mm-hmm. there's so, a reason I hunt them at night. <laughs> I mean it's you, you, a lot of times you just don't see them during the day, but yeah, you yeah. Know, that, and once they're on it, it's theirs. Yep. They. I think that's more of a you know like what happened with the the like meat eater guys and and whatnot when they're elk hunting. I don't know if you heard oh. that one. Uh, they had had shot an elk. Long story short, had shot an elk like over a ridge from camp. I don't know if they were like over by Tonky or or what. It was kind huh. of more broken country. Oh, okay. Um, not just full oh, timber. This past like October, November. Yeah. And they had to get or not what? this past one. It was the year before, the fall before. Oh, okay. But they uh, shot an elk, hung it up in a tree. Um, shit weather the next day came back the following day went in there didn't really see like anything obvious but had like all sat down around this tree and then a bear came tearing right through the middle of them and and ran off fortunately nobody got hurt you know and then there was a dude this last fall i don't know if it was a if he was a coast guard guy or yeah the coast guard guy it sounded i heard the story and it sounded like a coastie um, yeah yeah no I, i got the whole scoop on that one and um, yeah, and he just sounds like he just over assumed that everything would be fine leaving meat out like that. Yeah. And, See, that's not the version of that one I heard. The one I heard was they were, you know, supposedly hadn't shot anything yet. were kind of trying to get on a herd of elk and then just stumbled into a sow with cubs. I don't, you know, that's oh, the okay. version I heard. Okay. Uh, then you know, I mean, it could be, could I, be I diff- heard... It's secondhand information, third yeah. hand, actually. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's you know, it's funny how it's it yeah, still last happens, fall was a rough fall for everything because yeah. there's hardly a salmon run, there's almost no berries, they still were skinny from the year before. Yeah, I mean, I'd, um, into the summer when I was there, I was realizing, man, the bears are and everywhere I was going. Um, all the bears I saw were really skinny. Yeah. I mean, so normally they're in good shape. Oh, yeah. Especially by late August, early mm-hmm. September. Um, and all the bears that I saw were skinny. Yeah. At the beginning of September, which should not be the case. Yeah. So I was really worried that there would be an attack last fall. And yeah. And that's when that guy, he did, he got attacked. Yeah. Is that one I heard was, and that was same thing. It wasn't a stole his deer he just was moving quick through the woods and before he knew it he was right on top of a sow that had a cub and yeah just like that man it happens quick oh yeah no i i did search and rescue for a guy back i mean almost 20 years ago yeah who commercial fisherman decided to go deer hunting and separated himself from his whole crew and next thing he knew he jumped over a down tree and landed almost on cubs oh geez and uh he looked around and here came the sow about 30 yards away and next thing he realized he was like 12 feet in the air man standing on top of a limb on a tree (laughs) and there wasn't any other limbs and he still had his uh mini 14 in his hand he put three shots over his back yeah while he was running and Man. with one hand grabbed the limb and was standing on it. <laughs> Gee, and no no recollection of how it happened. Yeah, just like boom and 
Yeah, and he got lucky. But same thing, like that, walking through the forest, and next thing you know, there you can be. Especially if conditions are right. You know, like you got, if it's windy and rainy or something. I I have no idea what that one was, but like I've almost stepped on deer. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I've touched. uh, um, The one time in particular that always stands out is Thanksgiving Day. Nasty, nasty day. Had a father and son with me came up on this doe sleeping and i had the sun while i was videoing walk over and touch it oh cool <laughs> yeah when it's that's that's some of the funnest deer hunting uh, when it's nasty raining windy and you're up in the timber because you can be so quiet and yeah. they can't they can't hear n- yeah like, near as well yeah and, you know you just kind of st- literally direction. like still hunt you know with the wind and Oh man, that's so much fun! You'll just come right up on top of them sometimes before they'll even yeah. know you're there. Um, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we we could definitely tell bear stories and hunting stories and any story <laughs> that your community people listening to want to hear um, between different type of scenarios and. Oh yeah, like I said, it's still just like weird. Where would you even start? It could be like books and stuff. Luke, he also, you know, most people have probably seen pictures. I don't know what the latest iteration of it is. I saw it posted on some Facebook page not that long ago. The infamous Alberta grizzly. Oh, yeah. Oh, the latest one I saw was it with a picture of you guys with that bear was uh, like lopped in with the Russian killer bear that they have like a photoshop picture of a crane picking it up or you know and then you guys in there and i I still remember that it was back in the email chain days oh yeah like everyone would just forward it and add their own bit of the story or some shit i wound up calling one of the people who laid claim to it the well the original guy from alberta yeah because he was dumb enough to put his um his info on it oh and one of my (laughs) other clients he email forwarded me the email with yeah. the guy's stuff and so i just called him up and started asking him questions like i was interested in hunting with him just letting him dig a big hole for yeah. himself <laughs> and i told him who i was and it, it shortened the uh conversation up yeah i'd be like yeah the dude holding him or standing right there behind him that's me yeah <laughs> well wasn't it frank took the pictures yeah 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 <laughs> yeah because I, I remember that that i hadn't known you for that long maybe like less than a year or so but i was you know it popped up and i'm like wait a second so that ain't that well a there's nowhere in alberta that looks like a fognac <laughs> island yeah and that i'm aware of and uh i'm like yep that's definitely luke <laughs> so that was cool i remember we did like got to do on outdoorlife.com i got to do a little yeah like, and do the real story the revision of what and i got to talk to jesse and like get the actual story yeah you know I say it's it's not dis but it's a little less dramatic than reality's often less dramatic than the story, but uh when the story's bullshit, what's the point anyway? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh it's uh it's pretty amazing how some of them get altered and um even though I've had hunters who in their mind after the moment 
remembered it differently than the video shows. Yeah, I've heard of a few of those stories. Yeah. <laughs> Not just you, but like in general, you oh, know, yeah. the adrenaline gets pumping and... You're yeah, like, that's not what really happened. I mean, maybe you know some of them, you know it can affect everybody. Oh yeah, but, and, uh, and there, every single person until that moment happens doesn't know how they'll react. Yeah, and you don't know like it may be like some minor detail that you remember wrong, or it could be like the whole freaking like yeah, you think you did one thing and you did not do that. <laughs> yeah, and I've had it to where hunters thought that they had just emptied all four rounds into a bear and then looked over and was like why won't he stop and it's like you just ejected four live rounds on the ground dude like you never fired the gun (laughs) yeah or wouldn't the guy that one of the more than one i'm sure but one guy is checking his rifle and maybe frank talked about this one in the but you know all over the paper Oh, like, like all over the board. Like, what is going on? And like, he accidentally short stroked and didn't put around in the chamber, but thought he did. And like, just major flinch. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess that's that. kind of a, a little bit different subject, but that's another big deal. You know, with I would just tell people like, not to say I'm. Some people would say I'm like a small caliber advocate, right? But I think you know. Take a gun Ultimately, that you're comfortable shooting. be something that you yeah that you're very comfortable shooting because it does it doesn't do you a damn bit of good to have extra power if you flinch whether it's a handgun exactly or, or a rifle you know if you can't shoot it accurately it's not going to do you any good you know you're, yeah and that's the whole thing like what I were saying about pistols why I carry a three fifty seven yeah is because it's comfortable to shoot and um. That's why I recommend it to other people because they can take it out and they can practice with it. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah having a a five hundred nitro doesn't do you any good if yeah. you can't hit anything. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Make a lot of noise. Just everything about it, it's it's not for me. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, I guess I got a dinner to go to here in a few minutes. But like, um, what do you uh, what? Like, what are you up to these days? What kind of ventures you dipping into? Um, well, the newest thing that I'm doing, I'm starting my own company, uh, KodiakLife.com, and uh, getting it up and rolling. Yeah. Uh, educational. I'm just taking all of my outdoor knowledge and trying to put it on paper for people to help learn and understand how they can do things better out there. Yeah. And uh, all the different gear that I recommend that I've used and yeah, tried that's, and true. That's a big help. So kind of like kind of like a almost like a mentorship type, just sharing that knowledge because it's yeah, it's you're not born knowing the stuff. So people right. want to get into hunting, you know, even at a basic level. Like there's things that you you and I assume everybody knows and they don't. You yeah, know, exactly. Just, it's, it's not their fault. They're not stupid. They just yeah, don't know. They just didn't have anybody ever teach it to them. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it, uh, I do have that, and it's also incorporated a booking agency. Nice. Um, so if you're wanting to go hunt anything, um, there it might be on there, anywhere from North America to Africa. Yeah, that's one thing you, you know, over... Uh, 30 you know, years 30 now. years of guiding you know you've also developed along with the experience just like a crazy network like man when we a few years ago you know it helped you work to work sci it's like there was hardly anybody you didn't know yeah yeah you it's know? amazing how many good people i've gotten to know through the years i mean there's um 
I'm very, very blessed and fortunate to have had amazing once-in-a-lifetime experiences with so many people doing it. Oh, yeah, and share that, you know. Yeah. I could always tell how much you liked, like, sharing that with everybody. Yeah. So that's why I had you out for your honeymoon. Yeah. Uh Yeah, that was awesome trip we slayed the fish yeah that was an impressive day we you know what we catch just shy of limits and then like just released we probably released 200 fish oh at least yeah it was just all day long big fish yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's when yeah (laughs) that's when it would just like then you don't do any fishing for a year like you uh, yeah burn out <laughs> yeah you're like let's go to the ice fishing yeah <laughs> that's the size of my bait <laughs> yep yeah pretty much yeah i've seen like that you know you've seen what was that uh, probably a 200 that biggest one wasn't that 200 pound halibut you guys caught off the dock or hooked up on the dock yeah, 225 is our biggest ever off the dock like with catching it standing on the dock the biggest one and within 300 yards of the dock was 314 Jeez. and then our biggest one ever was 424 but there's one i don't know how big it was we never did catch it off the dock it yeah. kept spooling us man we even set our um uh, halibut skate line out for it and it yeah. kept straightening the circle hooks oh geez it straightened like two circle hooks a, every time man, that's <laughs> it'd nuts. grab one straighten it out and it'd come back for another <laughs> Jeez, but uh anyway i gotta run hopefully we should you know if we get a chance to do some more i can just throw it on the end of this one and yeah uh, it'd be good but yeah man thanks a bunch Heck and, yeah uh, tyler we'll have to do it again yep absolutely on with the madness so, all right all right if you have any comments or questions you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com and if you want to leave a good review on whatever uh or hey if you want to leave a bad review you can do that too. Just uh, review on whatever platform you listen. That would be awesome. Thank you.